Hey friends, I'm so glad that you joined us and I'm Coach Mickey and you are with Coach Mickey and Friends. And if this is the first time joining us, come on in and make yourself comfortable. If you are coming back for many times that you have joined us, I'm so glad that you're here and we do enjoy your comments, your questions, and some of the suggestions that you give to us. And uh, that just helps us bring you better podcast that help enlighten you and make your day bright. And I am really, really excited. Um, I had the opportunity last night to meet this amazing woman. And she was willing and able to join us today to share her story. And you you guys are in for a treat. Um, Her name is Joan Wakeland Taylor. She was born in Port Antonio, Jamaica. Uh, She graduated from the University of Technology as a pharmacist in 1964. She migrated to the United States and continued her career um, in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, Joan is a published author and speaker. She has received many awards for her achievements throughout her life, including the Lifetime Achievement Award with two presidents of the United States of America. She is well-respected by her peers and clients. Joan is also able as an accomplished project effectively because of her skills and building relationships Um, I am just, I could go on and on and she has done so many other things and I'm going to allow her to share these with you because her story is absolutely incredible. She is a well-known author for the book, The Run for Freedom, and that is going to be an amazing insight for you guys today. So without further ado, thank you so much, uh, Joan, for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Mickey, for having me on. Yeah, it's, so it's a pleasure. I'm so sorry, say again. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you so much. So we had a short opportunity to uh, connect last night, and I know you you told me briefly your story, and I had the opportunity to kind of uh, you know breeze through your book, and I really feel as though uh, this is a story that everyone needs to hear. Uh, you have got some incredible insight, and just your story alone is is amazing. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and being willing to share this. Well, I hope that this evening I will provide value to whoever is listening and give some hope to someone. I always try to leave value to someone because we need to have support at all times. All of us need to have a mentor. And with that, that's how I grew. I found mentors in the area of which I was interested in. And then I took from them what I needed, what I could use. And I will tell you that when I came from Jamaica, I never had a mentor there except my parents. But coming to America, it opened up a whole new university for me. I call it the University of Life. (laughs) I came to this country with a child six years old And I only came with $50 for me. And he was supposed to get $50, but at that time, they didn't have enough currency. So I was at the mercy of friends and relatives until I could find a job for myself. Those days, it was not easy to find a job. I had people telling me that I was overqualified because I'm a pharmacist. So I couldn't pack the shelves in a drugstore. 
And it was frustrating. But because I have a child that I had to feed, I did other things. A nugget that I will share here is that you're never too good to do a job that's going to bring you money to feed you and yourself. What is bad is if you cheat and steal, then that's bad. But if you work for your honest food, because the good book says by the sort of your brow, you should eat meat. So if you work and you are disciplined to do that, you will make a good living for yourself. But you have to work smart. And I always thought that every day that I go out, I under promise, but I over deliver so that I always look good to the person that I'm serving. That makes sense. And your struggle, I mean, started many years ago when you left uh, Jamaica. Would you uh, would you mind sharing a little bit of that story? Because your journey is uh, is incredible. Um, what you went through just to to get to the United States. Well, I had a business, and in those days, the island was going through a little bit of instability. I was forced to leave because my life was threatened. I did not want to have my child brought up by his grandparents. I thought I should do that. I was very selfish. So I had the opportunity to migrate to the Americas and I came in through the relationships that were built with a friend. I was able to find a job that would catapult me to success. I would like to tell the audience that friendships do matter because if you don't have a good friend, someone who you can trust, the relationship is so good that they will look out for you. They'll think about you and they will do things for you. You don't even have to ask. Another thing that I wanted to impress on you is that when you are by yourself, you're lonely. There's no one to turn to because I didn't have mother or father or husband to turn to. I was on my knees and I prayed. I believed in what I was asking for and I got what I believed in. See, words are powerful. And if you say that you're going to do something and you expect it, envision it and it can materialize, but you've got to believe. And so what I did, I made a vision board. Now this was at the instruction of someone that I met. And she said to me, sweetie, you need to make a vision board. And I sat there, did not know what a vision board was, but she (laughs) said to me, it's, You put a prayer at the top. You ask the good Lord for what you want. You have three columns that you write. One is what you want to be thankful for, gratitude. So I wrote everything that I was thankful for. Then it's the second column was, what do you want? And she said, make it specific. The third column was, 
to get rid of things that you no longer wanted in your life. And that could be friends. It could be a business. But the key is that the only way you can get is to get rid of what you don't want. So the old stuff has to go before new things can come in. That makes sense because a lot of times we hold on and harbor things within our lives and we don't realize that it's causing a, a wedge or a wall for us to be able to go forward. And I think by doing a vision board, it, it puts it blatantly out in front of us that reminds us that we need to make that change or release some of these things that are that are holding us, such as an anchor, you know, to be able to move on and forward in our lives with something new and something different. You know, Mickey, it was so interesting that I would go to that board expecting. So I would read that board every day. And after three months, I saw something happening. And I kept expecting it. I'd go back. And by the end of the year, everything that I asked for was more or less done. Wow. I asked for a salary that at that time I didn't expect I got it. I asked for a home. And this is so interesting. The home that I asked for, I didn't have money. And it was $4,000 that I saved. And I called a realtor and I said, I need a house. And he said, well, how much do you have for down payment? <laughs> I said, $4,000. <laughs> he <laughs> 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 at me. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, this was 1980. And I, he laughed at me and I said, why are you laughing at me? Your ad says no down or low down. Now I have a low down and you're laughing at me. Mr. Find me a house. (laughs) 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 And he found me a house. The house had three bedrooms, one bathroom. I had my mother, father, and my child. It was something else. I stayed in that house uh, for about... I want to say three, four years and used the money that I made from that house to pay down on another house. Wow. That's amazing. And <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say what, uh, um, you know, throughout your journey, I know when we spoke earlier, um, your book, uh, The Run for Freedom, you said was filled of stories and and things to share, you know, not only with other people, but for also your immediate family. So they understand along this journey that you've taken, you know, and you've had all these incredible things as you've gone down the road. And uh, some of the stories that you said that were within your book, um, how how do you how do your children and your family um, have they been able to to see you know the direction that you've gone and where you're going you know and how this has had transpired to help them within their lives you know as they're growing and changing along the way? Yes, my son. I just had that one son, and I took him to Skid Row, and I said I wanted to look at these people here. They made choices, some of them, and the choices weren't good. Then I took him to the Rancho Los Amigos Hospital. I showed him men on gurney, and I said, these are some of the people that party 
two o'clock in the morning. I need you to be at home before midnight. When And this was when he was about 16 going to parties, you know, just found parties. And I said, if you can go to the party and come home at 12 o'clock, you've got to go to church on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So he became an usher in the church. This child listened to me. And this is another feature that we should have. It, listening is a skill. And I have a part in my book that talks about listening. It should be cultivated because we want to hear what we want to hear. And sometimes with the words spoken, people have in their mind already what they want to say. And it may not be what you were asking for. So what I suggest was to do the right thing when people were going partying, I asked him to study because I believe that education is the key. Had I not had a good education, I would not be able to pick up a good job in America. So when you have some skills to offer, you will be able to live a life that you can afford to be independent. You don't have to rely on others. You don't have to rely on the government. And that's key. My children, my grandchildren now have a good life. They did not know the struggles that I went through. However, my child knew it. And based upon the values that I taught him, now he's able to tell that to the grandchildren. So when I decided to write this book, it was really for the grandchildren because so many people have so much to offer and they go to the grave with it, forgetting that the children are our future and they're always seeking to know their roots. So I wanted to let the grandkids know it was not easy. Sacrifices were made in order for them to enjoy what they now enjoy. Don't take it for granted. You're not entitled to anything. That is so true. And, and I think what happens is people forget that um, if you really want something, you know, I read a quote one time that said hard work comes wearing overalls, you know, um, or so, excuse me, success comes wearing overalls. And, and, and you do, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to be willing to do the work and you have to understand the challenges and it's not always going to be perfect and there's going to be detours and, and side streets. It's not going to be a direct path to success. You know, everybody thinks it's a straight arrow, you know, and it's not just scribble on a sheet of paper and then point an arrow one direction. That's how you get to success. <laughs> you know, it's it takes a lot of work and, and you have to be willing to overcome those challenges. And yes, some are going to be more than others. Uh, however, like you said, you know, you, you cannot give up and you cannot have um, expectations that things are always going to be perfect. But again, like you said in the beginning, if you truly believe and, and know within your heart, without a doubt and ever fiber in your being that it's going to work out and it's going to happen, then it will. It will. Yes. Another thing that really propels us is passion. How passionate 
are you about what you're doing? See, when I left corporate America, I joined a group called NAFI. They're now Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs. I found friends in that group and they helped me by being a community for me. I had solutions given to me from that group. And this is something that we're told there. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Whatever you're going to do, do it with your heart. All of it, not half of it. So be passionate about what you want to do. You know, a lot of people go to work and they're so disgusted with having to get up in the morning and go to work. You should find something that you love to do and you will be happy to go to work. And if you serve others, service is a catapult for you to go to success because I found out in serving, I met so many other people that I would never have met if I wasn't serving. And those people, they open doors for you, even though you didn't serve for that purpose, but it happens. It's one of the byproducts. So serve it. You had said something earlier before when we had our conversation on the phone and, uh, we were sharing uh, about how we kind of view business and in, in what makes it, it makes it successful. And it is always give a little bit more. And you had put it so eloquently. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to take it apart. So please share exactly what you said to me on the phone. Cause it was absolutely amazing. It, it was you under promise and over deliver. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) You know, know, people want to know that they're benefiting from whatever they pay for. So if uh, if they pay to hear you, they're expecting to take away something that will benefit them. If not, what's the purpose of coming if they already know it? You, You must not think about yourself. Like Maya Angelou, I think she was the one who said, people don't care about how much you know. They care about how much do you care about them? And if you do that for everybody, if you can serve and care about people first, you will get to your goals. And it's not necessarily the people who you help that turn around and help you. Completely different people come in your path. That is so true. Um, I have learned over the years, and and again, it was something that I had I had read. And it's funny how some things stick with you, and you kind of make it part of your foundation in life. And and forgive me because I don't remember who had had said it. Um, but the quote was, "They will never remember what you said or what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel." Exactly. How and, did you make? Yeah, yeah. And it's so important. I think we forget that, you know, in this day and age, um, there's so many times that people are so laser focused on things that they need to do um, for them, you know, for many reasons. But I think we have to stop every now and then and realize and be present and aware of what our actions are doing around 
you know, with the people that we are surrounding ourselves with, you know, and, and taking a look outside ourselves instead of always, um, looking, you know, looking inward and, and what can you get done? You know, you have to stop and, and look at other people. And I always say, you, you know, we're not responsible uh, for other, other people's actions. We're responsible for our own. Exactly. You have to take responsibility for your own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, your book is full of so many amazing chapters. Uh, and I know there's a couple in there in regards to discipline and uh, uh, discipline, relationships. Discipline and determination is one that I really liked because my mother was a disciplinarian. And when I was going to school, I did not go to school to learn. I was going to school to play. And my grades were not good. Everything, you know, Fs, except probably for one or two. And she said to me, what's going on at this school? Why are you not learning? And I made up some excuses. I didn't like the teacher. The teacher didn't like me. And she said, uh-uh, the teacher doesn't like you because you're not working. So she said, it's you. You are the one to be blamed. And you know what they did? They took me out of that school and sent me to boarding school, which was hard because, no, I had to sit and everything. Every, we had an agenda. So every hour we accounted for sleep time, bath time, eat time. It was miserable. but. With that discipline, I started at the time when it was prep time, all the children were in their books. They had pen and paper writing, and I had to do the same thing. So it changed me. And when I realized that that was the format that I had to follow, I started getting better grades. And I felt good because I was able to show her that, yes, I could do it. And I remember when I was at school, I had a biology teacher who told me that I was not going to pass biology. I had an English teacher who told me that my English, I would never pass the English course. And so I focused on those two subjects. No, not every child is strong enough to prove the teacher wrong. I proved my biology teacher wrong. I mean, I became a pharmacist, and one night she came in the store. She had to fill a prescription. And I reminded her, and I said to her, thank you for telling me that because it made me strong. It made me do what she wanted to have happen. She wanted me to learn. And because she said something so negative to me, I turned it around into a positive. The English teacher who told me I would never write, that lived with me for a very long time. And I started learning words. By every day I try and learn a new word and try to use it. When I started writing in America, it was because of Robin Motter. She is the founder of the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. And she allowed me to meet the many feed buzz editors. So I wrote for the many feed buzz. And then she said to me, now you need to finish your story. What's holding you back? Why are you procrastinating? <laughs> and which reminds me, I'm coming up with another book and it's The Procrastinator. 
And I, I got this book and because of her and the, what should I say, the community that I have that gave me a little bit of push and confidence, my book became the number one, Amazon number one bestseller, just about within the morning that it was launched, probably about in the first six hours. And the following day, I heard it was an international bestseller. I jumped. Now I'm saying this because I'm hoping to impact someone there listening that because somebody tell you, it's, you can't do this. Don't listen to them. Prove them wrong. You stand on your own two feet and you do what you're passionate about. Prove them wrong. Don't stop. I love it. Yeah. If I could do it, they can do it. That's it. Well, and your journey has been incredible. It wasn't like you had it easy. It wasn't like things were just handed off to you. Everything that you have accomplished throughout your life has been a choice. And just like you said in the beginning, we have got a choice. We have things that are going to happen within our lives. We're going to have things that are going to happen within relationships. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to what do you want to do with it? What do you choose to do with it? What are you going to take out of it? And what are you going to allow to uh, keep you down from it? And that's really what it comes down to in regards to, I think, everything we do in our lives. And you are the absolute living proof that it doesn't matter what happens and what transpires, that the choice you can make can be something so much better and so more beneficial and, and enlightening and just offers so much more. Um, you're, you're a shining light. You really are, Joan. I mean, your stories are incredible. You as a person, I mean, even though I've only known you for a short time, um, just the the way you are, who you are about. I mean, I met you for the first time and you were welcoming me with a with open arms and literally with a hug. And that is so rare. And I cannot tell you how heartwarming that was because sometimes we're so afraid to open up and allow ourselves to, to just love and be there. And I, I cannot tell you how much it made my night for you just to meet me as a total stranger and, and embrace me in a hug. And I, and I, I really truly cherish that last night. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. We don't meet strangers. I never meet a stranger. Well, you definitely show that. I mean, you really do. So what? Um, what's your next thing? I mean, what you got going on? You said you were going to write another book and uh, you've got, yeah. I know you've got an event happening. So wh where can people find you if they're in the area? Because we're in Southern California. So um, Circle of Friends, you are in for a treat because you can meet Joan in person. Um, and when, where are you going to be and when? On, on Sunday afternoon, June 6th. Between two and five, I will be at the Life Arts Center in Riverside. I have extended the invitation to the public. I will bring my author friends. And if anyone listening is, if you're an author and you just want to display your books, you can call me at 909 
721-7648. Rather text me because I don't pick up scam calls. So text me. And there I will have authors. I will have publishers. I'll have graphic designer. I'll have somebody from media TV, a plethora of information for whoever wants to start writing a book and don't know how to start. I will have Laurie Rupp there. She will tell you, write your book now, and she will give you all the info you need. And I'll have a little classical music playing, so we just relax. It will <laughs> be an evening. And it's all charitable. My book, proceeds of my book, go back to an orphanage in Africa, Malawi, Africa, the Helping Hands Orphanage, because I believe in giving back. So much was given to me by God's grace. That's how I'm here. And now that he's given me so many years, I will give back until I die. Nice. That's that's beautiful. And then, how can they read? Um, how can they find your book? I know you said it's on Amazon. Um, is that is that the best way for them to be able to receive a copy of your book or to to purchase yes, it's a copy Amazon. of your book? It's on Amazon. If you just put in the search bar in Amazon, Joan Wakeland Taylor, the Run for Freedom, it pops up. Okay. And also, I, that I don't have a link that I can send speaking to you. But if you just put in that search bar, Joan Wakeland, by the time you get to Joan Wakeland, it should pop up. And the name of the book is The Run for Freedom. It's not only running away from my country. You, anywhere you go, there you are. But you run away from bad situations. You run away from circumstances. You run away from bad people who try to influence your life. So enjoy the run, guys. And run until you get all your dreams come true. Thank you so much, Joan. I, it has been a pleasure to have you. And I am looking forward to having you come back again because you have got so much more insight. And I would love to have you return because I'm sure you've got many more stories to be able to share share with my circle of friends or our circle of friends now that you have been on. So it's always uh, whoever comes on, we all become a circle of friends. You know, who's ever on my show, who's ever listening to my show and and for all of those that connect because you know, we're we're all just ordinary gals trying to live an extraordinary life, and and uh, I'm so glad that you were able to have the time to to join me and share your stories and insight with our circle of friends today. Thank you for having me. All right, friends, again, we are up in time and it just happens so fast. And I am so glad that you joined us. Um, I am going to put up the link for uh, Joan's book on Coach Mickey and Friends. So you'll be able to see her picture and a direct link to purchase her book, The Run for Freedom. I highly recommend you take a look into this. It has got something for everybody. It's going to offer you so much insight that I think many of us, if not all of us, need in our lives. So there will be a direct link. Um, until then, I am so glad that you guys are here. Please connect with me. I love hearing your suggestions, your comments. Again, we are just ordinary gals trying to live an extraordinary life. I will see you guys next Monday. So have an amazing week. And I will look forward to speaking with all of you then. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. -bye.
This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to keeponsharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 